Hey, Matt. Want to hear a story? It's a scary story. It's a story of a monster who eats mayo and throws four touchdowns in a game. It's a story of a team that everyone considered to be Super Bowl favorites but has now lost three straight. It's a story of two teams with one of them only throwing for seven passing yards in an entire game. Welcome to the 4th and Short Podcast. You're thinking it and we're saying it. Here are your hosts, Jason and Matt. All right. Welcome in everyone to the Halloween edition of the 4th and Short Podcast where your greatest fears are all true. It is I, the self-proclaimed Steeler fan, Jason Paul, along with me, my compadre in crime, the paper bag wearing cheese head of the South, <laughs> Matt Peterson. This is my first time in my adult career that I've had to officially put a paper bag over my head as a fan of a franchise. This is a brand new experience for me. Tell us, number one, give us, give us firsthand experience from inside the paper bag. Okay, from inside the paper bag, number one, it's hot in here. I had no idea putting a bag over here like this was going to be this hot. I had to cut air vents in the top and the back to try and cool this thing down. All right. Second of all, I'm going to be sick of smelling paper before the show is out because. You get, I mean, your nose is right in this paper bag. Maybe I could cut a slit from my nose and, like, poke my nose out of this thing. But also, I'm trying to, like, shift my eyeballs from side to side and trying to hold this thing on my head and, like, trying to look out one eyeball or the other because I can't quite look out of both at the same time. Look, I'm not a pro here, people, okay? I'm not been a say. fan of the Lions for the past 10 years. <laughs> this is the first time in 33 years that we've not been successful. I don't know what this is. This is my first time. I'm sorry. I didn't know how to do this thing, okay? That's all right. The first time for everything. You, right, you know, Jason Jason is dressed up in all pink with a right, Steelers right. cap this is, on. This is not an homage to the Barbie movie. Oh, okay. So what what is this? Is this for it's, for Barbie and Taylor Swift? Or what are we what are we? No, 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 no Barbie, no Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift update coming next week, just so everybody knows. Um this is Matt Canada's pink slip because hashtag fire Matt Canada is still a thing. And so, again, remember, folks, the dream is still alive. We're waiting for the witch to be dead. So hashtag fire Matt Canada, because, again, never was it more merited than this suck fest of a Sunday against the Jaguars. So, yeah, I'm Matt Canada's hey. pink slip, and I'm hopeful that it comes sooner rather than later. A lot of people are starting to call for uh, Matt LaFleur to be fired, too. I am not one of those people, but, like, I mean, give the guy another year or two. Like, let's see. This was a mulligan year anyway, but a lot of people are starting to, you know, have some chatter about that, and I'm I'm not one of them. I say give him another year, but that talk has definitely started. So, segue, should we play the song already? Yeah, yeah. Oh, in case you guys haven't figured it out, the Packers still suck. They 
got a reputation that's mostly based on luck. The Packers still suck. The Packers still suck. Yep, there we go. Yes, the Packers still suck. We lost to the, the Vikings, okay? We may have had about anywhere between 6 and 10 dropped balls by our wide receivers, and we should have beat the Vikings. We're a better team than the Vikings, but no, we lost. We're currently still the worst team in the NFC North. Yes, that includes the Bears. Yep, that's where this season's at. We're wearing well, paper bags. Hey, look, I'm right there with you, buddy, um, because even though your team had seven passing yards at halftime, um, you know, I, I completely understand the level of sucking that comes from your team uh, because uh, the Steelers lost yesterday uh, to the Jaguars 20 to 10. Couldn't even defend their terrible towels from the Jaguars. Uh, we are now on to 55 straight games without a 400-yard game. 55 straight games without 400 yards of offense when every other team in the NFL, including your Packers, including the Carolina Panthers, including the Houston Texans, the Chicago Bears, the Arizona Cardinals, every other team has had at least four. We have zero in 55 games. Uh, we had, um, of course, we lost Kenny Pickett in this game. Um, I, I'm not going to go so far as to blame the officiating, although it was atrocious. And can I just say just across the board, it's been a while since we've had to blast officiating, but it's been absolutely awful this year. Just terrible. So NFL, I mean, it, it officiating blast. blast. Uh, so speaking of QBs getting hurt, how about all the QBs that got that got hurt the other day. This I was thinking this yesterday as I was watching Red Zone through the second half of the games that it was another injury apocalypse. Yeah, it it's was. like every time I turned around, somebody else was going down. It's scary. Kenny Pickett goes out and say in it was the scary the amount of injuries. Ooh. Ooh. So scary. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Kenny Pickett goes down. Uh, you had obviously Kirk Cousins, which we'll get into later, tore his ACL. Uh, you had. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was dealing with, was he sick? He was dealing with some kind of other injury? Some he kind was of dealing with the flu. Yeah, he was the flu. Which, can so we just him. talk about that for a moment? Uh, maybe we'll get into the game after this, but I just want to talk about Patrick Mahomes just by himself. Okay, the man had the flu, all right? Yep. When I have the flu, I barely can walk upstairs. Like, if I'm upstairs in a house or I'm into another room, don't expect me to walk downstairs or go to another room. Somebody else do that for me. And yet this man played an entire NFL game. Now, I know he had a lot of IVs and all this good stuff, but that's kudos. I mean, I, I guess when you're getting paid millions of dollars, you got to do that. So Wait, oh, I'm sorry. Am I, do I have Jason Felt here as my show uh, co-host, or do I have uh, Chris Collinsworth? This is, this is a love affair with uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes going uh, here. Touché, what is this? sir. Touche. Touche. All right. All right. Oh my gosh, Mahomes is so awesome. Even when he has the flu, he's awesome. <laughs> okay. You know Thanks, he hated the fact that he couldn't call that game yesterday. Now here is a guy who plays <laughs> in the NFL even when he has the flu. It's just incredible. Thank you. 
except he wasn't incredible yesterday. Why, why, while we're on the subject, why don't we just mention that game? Because in another case of the NFL strikes again, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, the Denver freaking Broncos. Have been everybody's doormat this year. Just, what, three, four weeks ago, the Miami Dolphins put uh, up 70 on them. So they, they weren't hold- the Packers doormat. I'll just go ahead and throw that one out there. <laughs> A few people have been. Um, hold the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, sick as he was, to single-digit points and beat Kansas City. This is this is interesting. I heard this earlier. This is Patrick Mahomes' first division loss on the road ever. Can you believe that? Yeah, it's the first time they beat uh, – the, the the Broncos have beat the, the Chiefs in, like – forever yeah, since, like, since Peyton Manning and Alex Smith started games for those two teams yeah isn't that crazy that is wild that is wild and and I mean I think I think this says more about just the Broncos being like we're not going to go out without a fight than it is the Chiefs being bad I mean it's it was 20 degrees it there had been a foot of snow on the ground until they cleared it out of the stadium Patrick Mahomes has got the flu this means nothing about the Chiefs, but Russ played really well against the Chiefs defense that had been good. So I, I think that, I mean, he had three touchdowns. So I feel like, I so feel like kudos it, to the Broncos. This does nothing for their season. Was it kind of weird, though, how close that they played the, the Chiefs? Like, not, not, not close, but like close in time because they played them. They lost to the Chiefs 19 to 8 on October yeah. 12th, played the yeah, Packers on October 22nd. And then played the Chiefs again. So there was only one game in between the Broncos losing to the Chiefs and there's the Broncos a lot, losing to the Chiefs. There's a lot of that this year. I don't know if it's travel schedules, but there are a lot of times. I think the Steelers have the Ravens. No, not the Ravens. Maybe it's not. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's the Bengals. I don't know. They have somebody where it's like, and I think just about every team does. And typically it's a division, divisional matchup, obviously, where they're playing the same team two out of three weeks. And I don't know yeah, why we're doing it. Seems that. weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Very. But anyway. All right. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if the 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 Broncos actually ended up being any good or if they're just getting lucky right now. So if we go I, back if we go back three weeks, we were singing the praises. Well, we were poo pooing the 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 uh Broncos. So that was one thing. And then we were singing the praises of another team who's been <laughs> and pooing the team that they played too, huh? And pooing the team that this this team we were singing the praises of played yesterday. We poo pooed. Oh them yes, we were. we were. We were. We yeah. were. Yes, that we were. This team has been zero and three since we were saying that they were basically a lock to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And this other Unbeatable. team, I'm the one who's saying that they were not going to make it. I made the mistake Jason made last year. And that is the San Francisco 49ers are 0-3 over the past three weeks. Well, the Bengals, are they 3-0? Yes. Yeah, and the Bengals are 3-0 and in the last three weeks. So they went out there and they uh, laid the hammer down on the, the 49ers and beat them 31-17. to Mm-hmm. That's off the top of my head. It was 31-17, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Brock Purdy has not been good at all over the past three games. He was mm-hmm. uh, he did throw for 365 yards, uh, but he had two picks this, uh, 
this last game. And yeah. I believe that he suffered – their speculation is he's suffered a concussion at the end of this game. But they're going into the bye week, so we'll never know. Uh, Bengals, on the other hand, Joe Burr uh, goes out he there and tosses looking... three touchdowns. Good. Yeah. They're starting to look four like they were supposed to look. I know. Four. four. That's insane. That's huh. insane. Jeez. But this is who we thought they were supposed to be. And then yes. I, I feel like, man, we're living this in a two simulation. two years in a row now. This is We're living in a had... simulation because this is exactly what happened last year. Yes, I mean, exactly. whoever is programming this simulation needs to get a a, a new new script. Write a new yeah, program. Right. It's getting boring. Get I saw this together. last season. So, I don't know. All that's to say, the 49ers are now not looking not good. The Bengals are looking good. And the winners of this are the Seahawks because the Seahawks went out there and won their game. Winning they beat the, the Browns. Where are you at, ABF? They beat the Browns. <laughs> and then they were gifted this 49ers loss that put them first in the NFC West. So the real the real big-time winners of, of yesterday were the Seattle Seahawks. Speaking of the Seattle Seahawks, what's your take on them right now? Are these guys anything? Are they nothing? Do we even care about them? Will they matter? I mean, I have I have to think that there's something. Um, they made the playoffs last year. Gino is still playing well. They dealt some with some injuries at the running back position, so that's been a little shaky. Their defense is playing better. Um, I mean, this year they've beaten the Lions. They've beaten. Pretty much okay, where it they ends, beat though. the Lions. <laughs> and they beat the Browns. They beat the Browns they beat the yesterday. Lions, they beat which the Browns. They, uh, that was a comeback win, so that was good. Um, they lost four points to the Bengals, so that's not bad. Nope. Um, they got shellacked in week one by the Rams. They got, they got, they got, they got uh, ambushed by the Rams in week one. Nobody yeah, well, that, that was week coming. one. You're, you're still trying yeah. to figure out who they got. I think a lot has changed. Um, okay, so Seahawks, think, Seahawks, Ravens is next. You think that they play that close or not? Honestly, can we just talk about the Ravens for a minute? Because I think I think it ahead. depends on what Ravens team shows up. Okay, because uh, I mean, two weeks ago they looked unstoppable against the Lions, and then uh-huh. yesterday they struggled for a while, and even towards the end, Arizona was still in it. They struggled with Arizona, so. Yeah. I think that's going to be a good game. Um, it's in Baltimore, so Baltimore probably wins. I think as long as see the Seattle, uh, as long as the Seahawks keep it close, I'm not going to be too worried about it. Okay. I mean, their real test so, is going to come when they play the 49ers. And there again, the I mean, four, is it they though, play the 49ers. Is it at this point right now? Before they're going into the bye, it doesn't seem like that's going to be. If I only take the last couple games into account, it doesn't seem like they're going to struggle with the 49ers. Because, okay, so they got uh-huh. Ravens, then they got the Commanders, then they got the Rams, then they got the 49ers. Their division is all of a sudden looking weak because the Rams have come crashing back down to, to earth after they just got shellacked by the, the Cowboys. But the Rams were yeah. kind of playing above their ability anyway. They were correct. They were, they were flying too high. They flew too close to the sun and they got burned. So... I think that the Rams aren't really that good. So the, they'll beat the Commanders. They'll beat the Rams. I don't know what's going to happen with the 49ers. The 49ers have got to get their crap together. They play Dallas, which will be a good game. 49. Oh, here it is again. They play the 49ers, then the Cowboys, the then the 49ers. It's like boom, boom, boom. They will, 
they will split that series with the 49ers. I'm just calling it right uh, now. I'd agree with that. And I don't, and I don't know because both of those teams, Seattle and San Francisco, plays each other really well on the road. Like, it seems like they're always beating each other on the road, and I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, so they'll split that. Um, but sandwiched around those, you got Cowboys and Eagles. So those are going to be some tight games on top of the division games. The good thing about the Seattle uh, off or the Seattle schedule is that it ends with a cakewalk with the Titans, the Steelers, and the Cardinals. So, yeah, they got some. I mean, they got they got dealt the NFC East, which I could. I mean, obviously they're going to beat two of them, and then they're going to wait. Who, they they play. Okay, so there's the Eagles, there's the Cowboys, there's the Commanders. They already beat the Giants, right? Right. Okay, so they already beat the Giants. So they're going to beat the Giants. They're going to beat the Commanders. I could see them taking one more. I don't think they'll beat the Eagles. Uh, they have a chance at beating the Cowboys. I don't know. They like they got a a, a decently tough schedule this year, but I yeah, could see. Them I think they have a chance to beat both of those teams again. We haven't seen consistent play of all these teams that we're talking about at the top of the NFC. We haven't seen necessarily consistent play week to week and for a full game. No. Not so really. I think Seattle is in the mix. I just don't know what the NFC West is. I mean, no. before the 49ers dropped three in a row, I thought they were the best team, but now I'm kind of hemming and hawing. Now I'm starting to kind of look over at the, the Seahawks and say, ooh, they might be something. So <laughs> I, I just don't know what that whole division is right now. I think the 49ers are just hitting a rough patch right now. Purdy's got to get it figured out. Purdy, Purdy is the one, because, I mean, they, they were basically even with the Bengals on time of possession. They out... Uh, they had more yardage, outgained him on yardage, but he threw okay, two but, picks. Okay, but hear me out though. Hear me out though. This is gonna like gonna come down to the last game because the 49ers get the Jaguars, which that's not an easy game right off the bye. So they'll play the Jaguars, Buccaneers, eh, whatever. Seahawks, which they're gonna split with them. Then the Eagles, that's a tough game. Back to the Seahawks, like we just said. So they get one of those. Cardinals, okay, they win that one. Ravens, Commanders, Rams. I would say they almost had the tougher schedule between them and the uh, Seahawks. Yeah. I, I, I think it's even. I really do. And I still give Seattle, uh, San Francisco the edge because I trust their defense more. I'm going to say it comes the... down to the last game of the season. Mark it down now. Okay. Mark it down. Right. Write it down. Winner Somebody wins the division there, in the last game. Yes. Okay. Come down to the last game. That's a well, that's a Matt Peterson guarantee. Well, both of them have divisional games, and and the San Francisco is at home, so I think that's a benefit to them. All right, do you have? A, I know we talked about it in the beginning, but uh, do you have anything more to say about uh, straight mayo eating Levi? Oh. Or, or I'm sorry, uh, Will, Will Levis. Levis. I just want to yeah. say goodbye, Ryan Tannehill, because you are done, sir. I think he is too. All right. Uh, They've already said that Levis is starting Thursday against the Steelers. So, well, I thought that need? was just because Tannehill was going to be injured. I didn't know that they were like, yes, this is our new guy. Well, and maybe that's the case, but I think, and and he's got a soft matchup with the Steelers secondary that's going to be without Minka Fitzpatrick. So chances are he does something similar in this game again. I just don't. How do you go back to Tannehill if he does this two weeks in a row? Tannehill Why would you is go back in, to Tannehill? Look, okay. 
So we've got the trade deadline coming up. That the trade deadline is tomorrow, Tuesday, October thirty-first. I don't know whatever you're listening to this. It's you're probably listening to this tomorrow on Tuesday. So it would be Tuesday, October thirty-first at four o'clock is the trade deadline. The Titans have already said that they're not going to trade Derrick Henry. I don't see why you wouldn't. Tennessee needs to get young because Tannehill. Okay, it was one game. Let's settle down. Let's settle down. If if uh, Levis was actually any good, they would have already made the switch to him, but they haven't. So I think that they're still kind of to wait and see. But that is a team with a running back who's getting up there in age, and they're not going to get that much more out of him. You need to get young if you're the, the Tennessee Titans. You need to sell your pieces. I think that they should sell at the trade deadline. They got to get rid of their pieces. Unfortunately, he already came out, Rabel already came out and said, we're not trading Derrick Henry. I think that that's a stupid decision. I think they absolutely should trade Derrick Henry while they can still get something for him and get young now and get picks. That's just me, but I think that Tennessee should be a seller at this trade deadline. Do you have a team that you think should be a seller or a buyer at the trade deadline? Um, I'm going to say I think that – oh, boy. Well, here, let me spitball your scenario. Because okay. we talked about Kirk Cousins earlier and how the fact that yeah. he tore his ACL. Okay. Apparently, there was veterans cl- crying in the locker room afterwards. So, I don't know. I guess that speaks volumes for Kirk Cousins and actually... Hey, people have got a lot of respect for Kirk Cousins as a person. Yeah, as a person. Not as a football player. But as a person, we got a lot of respect <laughs> for you. Not in prime time, at least. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he tore his ACL. If you're the Vikings, what moves are you making to fix that quarterback situation? And are you even making any moves there? Well, there's two ways of looking at this because they have Nick Mullins on their roster. Who's on IR right now. They're saying that if he comes back, it'll be week 10. So basically at this point, they have to try to limp along if they're going to go that route. And Nick Mullins, we don't know what he looks like in Minnesota with, with O'Connell. He looked good in San Francisco in the, in the small, small sample size that we had of him there. So he could be adequate. He could be enough to maintain that offense, but I don't know if they have enough around him and the defense to be able to continue to compete. Um, the problem is the Vikings are four and four because yeah. if you're four and four and you're still in the mix, you almost have to be a buyer. Like you've got to well, fix and your that quarterback was... position. And it depends on who, you, obviously, maybe you got you want to go with Nick Mullins or whoever you got, but you got to at least kick the tires and see what's out there. But there's rumors four of James Winston going there. Ah, I could see James Winston going there, which would not be bad oh. for for that team. Certainly, you got to deal with the picks. But Ooh. what if, what if with his Achilles injury? RG3 comes out of retirement, takes oh Kirk God. Cousins' job, and <laughs> then Kirk Cousins has to retire. Oh, and here we go. It comes full circle. Full circle, baby. What about that? Uh, well, I would be personally for it because I hate Kirk, uh, hate uh, RG3 as a, as a commentator. <laughs> he is the worst. Uh, and like this weekend... He was dressed up as Harry Potter in the book. You go against Harry Potter. I don't have anything against Harry Potter, but I have everything against RG3 dressing up as Harry Potter because he looks Hold stupid. On. I want to pick, I want to Google picture of this. 
You got to find it because he had a wig on. Paper bag is in my way. (laughs) RG3. Well, again, Uh, before we criticize other people's costumes, I suppose we should look in the mirror. Um, I'm going to say. Dude, the internet doesn't have this. I'm telling you, it happened. I saw it. It was a thing. I hated it. I don't know, man. I've got no picture of this. <laughs> That's because the internet doesn't want to admit that it happened. That's how bad it was. Hey, if you're listening um, to the show and you know this this image, send it to us in our DMs. I want to see this thing. I'll see if I can find it. Send it. Oh, um, I just found it. Bad, huh? Oh, I just found it. Wow, he's even got a little broom and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Very bad. Oof. <laughs> yes did, my thoughts exactly did he do his hair like that or is that a wig that's a wig i hope okay Ooh. i hope yeah it's bad um i'm gonna go for i hate i hate to say this but i'm gonna go the ravens need to be buyers uh there was talk of them before tennessee came out and said supposedly they're not going to trade henry there was talk of them getting derrick henry uh i feel like i mean Gus Edwards had three touchdowns yesterday, so it's hard to say they should move on from him, but they could always use some help. And I hate that because they're in division, but we're just talking objectively. Um, so I think that they should probably be, they should probably be uh, buyers. Um, honestly, a seller. I mean, the bears should be sellers, but they should be sellers every year at this point. So, but okay, who are they going to sell and why though? I did that's they've got to get their act together. Do they really need more picks? They might have the first and second round pick of next year. Look, you can never have too many when you're trying to rebuild at this point. I mean, they've already shipped off Chase Claypool. Well, I mean, they won't miss anything. (laughs) Okay, what about what about Washington with Chase Young and Montez Sweat? Yeah, I could see them selling. Here's the problem with some of these teams, like like the Vikings. They have to make a decision. Are they going to be um, buyers or sellers with being just a game or so out of a playoff spot? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the problem. I feel, I, I, okay, I so the only buyers are the people who are sitting here and saying, yeah, we're making the playoffs. So Eagles. Eagles traded for Kevin Byard already. Safety right. from, uh, from the Titans. Titans. They already traded for them. They were obviously a buyer. Seattle Seahawks sitting at number one in their division. They landed Leonard Williams from the from the Giants, and they traded a, a 2024 second round pick and a 2025 fifth round pick. So they're addressing issues on their defense. Honestly, line. that's a team, the Giants, that probably ought to be sellers. Yeah, I can see that. They because ah, who are you going to sell though? I just, you ought to try to get rid of Saquon. Honestly, yeah. How much? Yeah. Man, what idiots. What a Terrible. bunch of freaking idiots. Just Signing awful. Daniel Jones and not locking down Saquon. They should have gotten rid of Jones. Nobody's going to take him. No. The only choice is to I cut mean, him and eat the, the cap. The Giants are so bad. I, it's not worth spending any time talking about that game, but let's just mention it for the sake of closing the loop on it. The Giants and the Jets play to a 10-10 standstill Go into overtime. Both teams have multiple chances to win this game. Neither of them want to. Finally, the Jets 
mercifully put us out of the misery of watching that thing and win 13-10. The Giants lose Tyrod Taylor in this game and have to, uh, literally, I think they signed this kid off of the street outside the stadium. They, they threw in Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Who? Like I was a about Batman to say who? Act, of, of, an actor, like Tommy Danny DeVito. What are we doing here? I mean, literally, it sounds like somebody they signed off the streets in Jersey and threw, him, threw a uniform on him and like, hey, kid, you want to play quarterback? Sure, I'll do it. All right, get out there. And he couldn't throw the, the ball. They had DeVito. seven passing yards. Seven passing yards. For the entire game. Pretty and bad. yet still had a chance to win, which is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. So get this. Get this. I, 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 was, I was looking at a list of people who have been traded. And I saw that Mikkel Hardman was traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I thought I was going crazy. So like, why <laughs> because was, you why? thought he was still on the, on the team? I thought he was still on the Chiefs. But no, yeah. apparently he was on the Jets. And then the Chiefs got him back because, well, number one, they know what he is. And then secondly, they're in desperate need of some weapons outside of Travis Kelsey. Now, Pachenko is doing a pretty decent job running the ball, but they still need other weapons besides Travis Kelsey. The only other weapon I even know that's on their team at this point is Marquez Valdez-Scantling, purely because he played for the Packers. Who, who else? Who, who else? They have one other wide receiver. Uh, Tony, Rashi Rice is a rookie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There's Tony. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not that that means anything. Not that that means um, anything. No. Uh, oh, oh, and here's an update. Uh, looking, I think this includes sack yardage. Uh, if you include that, the Giants had negative nine passing yards. Wow. Well, Tyrod Taylor's <laughs> another one that got hurt for the Giants. Yeah. Talking about yeah. that QB apocalypse. Uh-huh. He went out too. Yeah. Dang. Uh, Really and yet the Giants ran Saquon Barkley 36 times. Yeah, well, you have to. Oh, yeah. He is your game. This was the exact game plan before they went out there and picked up. Uh... No, they had Evan Ingram. Who did they? They had Evan Ingram for a bit. And then they, they got who they bring over. What's Golly. the tight end they brought over? Well, they got Waller. Oh, Waller. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yes, they brought yes. in Waller. and uh, But he got Raiders. hurt in the first play of the game yesterday. Oh, well, there you go. One I was about to say, they, four they, yards. They, this is the default game plan for the Giants. Just, you know. Darren Waller to... played one play, one snap, had one catch for four yards. He was the Giants' leading receiver. You've got to be kidding me. Dead serious. That hey, when you only have seven yards, he's got more than half of the yards. Wait, the first half or the whole game? The whole game. I'm what? telling you, look. You no, believe I don't look believe this. Stats. No, I don't believe this. Tyrod Taylor, four for seven for eight yards. Who Tommy came in DeVito, after Tyrod Taylor? Two, Tommy DeVito, two for seven. Oh, I'm sorry, Tommy DeVito. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, 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 the who guy. I'm looking I don't, at it right now. I'll, I'll, hold on. I'm on NFL.com right now. Where is this game? Okay, Denver. <laughs> Giants, Jets. How did they score 10 points? Because <laughs> the Jets are in that. Because Tommy DeVito, I think they got a turnover and DeVito ran it in from like 10 yards. 
No. It, well, hold on. Tommy DeVito was two of – oh, oops. That's his attempt. I told you. Two of seven for negative one yards. I, oh, my gosh. What do you gosh. think I've been saying? You think I'm just pulling this out of my butt? I know. I'm looking right at it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's bad. It's so bad. Wow. Now, that is the scariest thing I've seen all day. Now to bring us to the two-minute warning. Ah, the two-minute warning. Good thing there aren't a lot of brains in there taking up room. All right. For the two-minute warning, we, we ended that last segment talking about scary things. And Tommy DeVito is the scariest thing I've seen. Well, they're offensive passing yards. Oh, my gosh. Okay, <laughs> hold on now. You're still over Wait, this, I, you? I'm, I'm not over this. Something must have happened because when I go to the total team, passing yards, New York Giants, negative nine was their total. Yeah, that including... includes sack yardage. That oh, that includes sack yardage. sack yardage. Okay. This is blowing my mind. All right. So scarier than negative nine passing yards is this next segment. I'm going to give Jason a list of villains in the NFL. And he has to give me what, what, how would you, okay, so what villain would they be in, in Halloween? Because this is our Halloween episode. So yes, what yeah. would they be? What type of villain would they be? And how okay. would you defeat them? Slash how would their storyline go? You got to okay. give me a, a right. storyline for a horror movie that stars this person as a villain. Okay, I got you. All right. So we're going to softball you one. Because I feel like this okay. one's pretty easy. First right. villain. Bill Belichick, a.k.a. Hoodie, a.k.a. Grumpy Old Man. I don't know. He just gives awesome one-liners at the at the press conference. If Bill Belichick was in a horror movie or we made a horror movie starring Bill Belichick, what would it be? Uh, Bill Belichick, I have to compare him to Count Dracula. Just from the standpoint is that it seems like the man cannot and will not die at least from his influence in the NFL. He's going to be there. They're not going to fire him. They're not going to get rid of him. The only way that you can kill Dracula is a wooden stake to the heart. Am I correct? That's correct. <laughs> I, like, not, I, I thought there was silver or something too. Or is that werewolves? Uh, oh, yeah. Silver bullet. Uh, okay. Well, so no, no. Silver, silver bullet is the werewolf. So oh, okay. it is. Yeah. Stake to the heart and garlic. Steak, steak to the heart. Garlic repels, but if you want to kill him, steak to the heart. Um, right, steak to the heart. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Mac Jones is the steak to the heart because I think he is, he is doing everything in his power to effectively end Bill Belichick's career in New England. He's certainly tarnishing his legacy. So I say leave him there and let the rest of the NFE, uh, AFC East rejoice. Uh, so, yeah, Bill Belichick will we'll count Dracula for the NFL. All right. Next villain. <laughs> Antonio Brown. Oh, gosh. I feel like this one's easy. There, I could go with so many for this. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one. Antonio hey, Brown is the clown from It. Okay? <laughs> because the dude is an absolute clown. That dude has more screws loose in his head. That video you tagged me in of him, like, 
running around on a golf course and jumping up on top of the golf cart. And yep. like the Dang. dude doesn't, he's a few fries short of a happy meal. He's the guy is not all together, all together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know what, how they, how they kill the, the clown from it. They drowned him. They beat him. Well, I do? don't know. I wasn't the clown from it. Wasn't the villain. He was a figment of kids of man's imaginations. I've not seen the movie, but I, I believe that that is, I believe he oh, was, could be. Uh, I haven't seen the movie. For some reason I thought they drowned the guy. I don't know what movie I'm doing. <laughs> well, well, that works because is Antonio Brown here. is a figment of his own concussed mind. There, there so you go. this works out. Antonio is Brown the is the clown from it. He is the entity. All right. Next one. Okay. All right. All right. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. Aaron Rodgers. Mm, there could be several for this one. Um, I'm going to say that Aaron Rodgers is. Oh, this is good. All right. Uh, so there. I, I, this is not necessarily classic horror. But uh, there is a Stephen King novel called Carrie. Are you familiar with this? Called what? Carrie. Carrie. No, they made a movie of it, though, didn't they? Yes. Yes, exactly. It became a movie. So Carrie is a, a young lady who is bullied and then snaps at, uh, I believe, prom and decides to kill everybody. Um, I feel like I feel like that that is Aaron Rodgers is just somebody who is uh, maybe before this year. Not so much right now. Uh, but uh, more of a prima donna, um, and uh, he definitely is feels like that he is a victim and being taken advantage of, and uh, could just snap, could just snap. Well, as a Packers fan, I can tell you that he's absolutely a siren because if you want him on your team, and I want him back so bad, and he's obviously not good for your team or your mental health, but man, I miss having him play for us he's a siren yeah i hear the sweet siren song of aaron Rodgers, and i want him back so bad <laughs> let the consequences be what they may i was gonna say even though you know what it means even though i know what it means all right last one i'm gonna give you okay. taylor swift <laughs> oh man taylor swift good lord um i feel like taylor swift is this is gonna sound a little weird but i want you to hear me out she's frankenstein frankenstein's monster excuse me you're right that's weird i'm not hearing you out okay (laughs) okay okay explain yourself why is taylor swift frankenstein's monster so frankenstein's monster all right is the sum of many parts right put together uh taylor swift not just the person taylor swift but the idea taylor swift because Frankenstein's monster was nothing before uh, Frankenstein built him. And Taylor Swift was nothing before Travis Kelsey made him. <laughs> oh, I exactly am not going to let anybody that I know who is a Taylor Swift fan uh, hear you say that. Because I feel like you're going to be in major trouble if they do. You hear me, Jess? <laughs> No, I was just going to say, there's many parts made it up. And Taylor Swift has become many parts. And, and then Frankenstein takes over the world. And, you know, at least I, th- I think that's how the, the story goes. No, <laughs> Frankenstein was burned at a stake or something like that. <laughs> well, Frankenstein's monster was. Yeah, 
Clearly, we know so much about horror. Wait a minute. Wasn't there a whole story, though, where Frankenstein's monster was, like, looking for love and he... Doesn't he abduct the chick or something like that? He abducts a child. Or saves a child. a child? I don't know. This is getting really off the rails. I think we need to go watch some movies. Okay, there's your next piece of, uh, of homework. Go watch Frankenstein's monster and tell us what actually happens in that movie. Because apparently right. we don't know. All right, everybody. Peace Thank out. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Fourth and Short Podcast. Join the conversation and follow us on Instagram at Fourth and Short Podcast. So you're gonna have bag hair? Yes. Hat hair? How does that work? I'm not sure. You should have really asked Eli what to expect with all this. Yeah, I really should have. I mean, an experienced bag wearer such as himself. <laughs>